This is Brian Q. Miller, and you're listening to Across the Airwaves. Meanwhile, at the DC Nation, we are tonight's entertainment. Here on the freezes None of the Robins ever complained. You're going to melt just like a cheese sandwich. And show you just how powerful I really am. Always hold on to all this. I know you should escape my sight, but those who worship you as might be where my power green lantern lies. But let the universe howl in despair, for I have returned. We have no more use for this one. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Across the Airwaves DC Nation section, the only place so far on the internet to find podcast reviews to our Cartoon Network's popular Saturday morning programming block entitled DC Nation, which currently features episodes of Green Lantern, the animated series, and Young Justice, as well as various DC Comics animated shorts. I'm, of course, Dan Schmidt, your host, and with me is the most infamous member over across the airwaves core. ATA Michael J. Reviews. Petty. Yes, it's Michael Sorry. J. Petty here. We're talking over each other today, I guess. Guess so. And to avoid any more confusion on our opening, <laughs> Michael, you want to tell everybody what we're doing this week? Because as we all know, Young Justice and Green Lantern are on a hiatus, so we've got to make do with some other stuff. Yeah. Uh, this week on Destination Podcast, we will be covering the Jeff Johns written Green Lantern series in the New 52. And we'll be covering a little bit of background on the series that came before with the word the Green Lantern storyline, but not too much. And then after that, we will cover the second, well, the part one of the second episode of Smallville, the 11th season, entitled Detective, featuring Batman's debut on Smallville. So that's very exciting. And that's what we're going to be doing today, Dan. Yes, well, we've been waiting for like 10 years to see Batman enter the Smallville universe. So it's about time. Thank you, Brian. But uh, we're going to go into talking about Green Lantern now. And no, this is not the animated series. You didn't miss any new episodes or anything like that. We're actually going to talk about the comic, which a lot of it has been used to pretty much fuel the Green Lantern TV series. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we'll set up future episodes. So this is a little spoilerish, I guess. Maybe not. We'll see. But, Michael, I figured we could kind of start things out with you telling everyone kind of the backstory of where we are now with the Green Lantern comic book and the New 52. Because Green Lantern is one of the few comic books that the storyline did not start over when the new 52 began. Mm-hmm. Um, the storyline just kind of kept going. So basically, guys, Blackest Night had still happened in the new 52 continuity. It obviously happened differently because characters like Superman, Green Arrow, Flash, etc. hadn't died. So... It was changed a little bit, but the premise still happened. They defeated Necron, and everything went back to normal for the time being. Well, a lot of the Green Lantern characters that died still did die and still were brought back to life by the Black Knight. So that that happened. Including Kat Maturi. Yes. Among others. 
Um, yeah. So after that was War of the well after Black Brightest Day and all that stuff was War of the Green Lanterns. And basically, what happened in War of the Green Lanterns was a rogue guardian from the beginning of time, known as Krona, who, as it turns out, the one who reprogrammed the Manhunters to destroy Sector Six Hundred Sixty Six to show the Guardians emotion, which obviously didn't work because they kind of banished him, and he kind of was living on his own at the edge of the universe for a long time. But anyway, regardless, he's back. And he is in control of all of the emotion entities, including Ion, Predator, X, etc. And he puts them inside the Guardians, while at the same time putting Parallax inside the big central power battery on Oa, restoring the yellow impurity. And because of that, all the Green Lanterns are under Crota's mind control, except for the four Earth Green Lanterns in Kilowog, because they had already been possessed by Parallax before. And it didn't work again. And Kilowog's just awesome, and it doesn't affect him. Right. Got <laughs> <laughs> to throw that in there. I love Kilowog. Everyone knows that. Everyone does know okay. that. Moving on. Actually, no, because Kilowog eventually ends up being under mind control because he gets captured, saving Darn Kyle Rayner. But anyway, so the four Earth Green Lanterns have to take off their rings after they all meet up on Oa. And it's kind of funny how Hal and Guy end up on Oa because they go to this planet where Hal has this bunker called the Green Room, and in it is the Interceptor. Very nice. And Aya is in control of the Interceptor. It's actually pretty cool. But it doesn't last long as the Interceptor is destroyed on Oa. And once they get to Oa without That's their rings... That's so wrong. I know. Darn you, Jeff Johns. No. <laughs> Can't let the, that go. The funny thing is, the Interceptor is flown the opposite direction, kind of like John Carlos said when yeah. we interviewed him. So it's really bizarre, but whatever. <laughs> they just better bring it back and retcon that. But yeah, <laughs> and it's bring a new Razor. Universe, you could bring it back, right? Yeah. Yeah, and bring Razor back too, because we love Razor. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they get to they get to Oa. They each get new power rings, and then they go fight the Lanterns, and they eventually win. They defeat Krona. But unfortunately for the Green Lantern Corps, Hal Jordan exceeds the willpower amount on the ring and overrides the safety control to kill a Guardian where he kills Krona. Yes. Before that, the Guardians banish him from the Green Lantern Corps and send him back. And then we go to a new universe known as the New 52. Right. And as the new 52 starts... Sinestro is a Green Lantern. Yes. Yeah. Sinestro becomes a Green Lantern before the jump to the new 52, though. It's at the end of yes, the he becomes Green Lanterns. Yep. And so we jump to the new 52, and things have been kind of retconned, but it's still months after Hal's been kicked out, and he's just kind of hanging out on Earth. Again, his life isn't too good. Well, it's kind of good. He's well, hanging out with Carol. Carol's keeping him afloat, but he's got credit card bills, and he just really doesn't know how to live on Earth. And so he's just, things are kind of messed up. And then guess who shows up? Everyone's favorite mustached red man, Sinestro. Yay. Yay. 
Yeah, well, Hal who has, who has kind of become the Magneto of the DC universe. Yes, he has. He's very, very much so become Magneto-like thanks to uh, Jeff Johns, who gets a, who likes to laugh maniacally, but he gets a good idea. You would know. Yes, I did meet him, and I asked him a question. He laughed maniacally when he had a cool idea that he wanted to tell me about. But he couldn't tell me about it for obvious reasons. So, uh, yeah. So he put this. So basically, Sinestro shows up. He's a Green Lantern again. And decides that he needs Hal's help. So he forges another ring. Using his ring. For Hal to wear. But the problem is, and Michael was not a fan of this. Is that. Sinestro had complete control over the ring. Well, not complete. I mean, Hal could still create things, but if Sinestro didn't want Hal to do something with the ring, it wouldn't happen. Yes, and he could turn it off at any time. Correct. And and also the other thing was Hal could not hurt Sinestro. Right. With, with um, that ring on. As hard as he tried. As hard as he tried. And in all honesty, this kind of annoyed me. Yeah. I mean, it just, Hal is a very tough, headstrong character. And this kind of made him look a little weak. Well, I think the reason it didn't work for me was because if he exceeded the willpower of his ring to kill Krona and exceeded the Guardian's will, how could he not exceed Sinestro's? Yeah. I mean that it's kind of a plot hole, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, whatever. I mean, I like the idea of Sinestro having to go to him for help. I think that was the best way to explain that the reason why Sinestro got a ring and the Guardians took Hal's ring away was they just wanted them out of the way so they could do their evil plan. <laughs> which was to which is to replace the Green Lanterns like they did with the Manhunters with this group called the Third Army which we don't know anything about all we know is that the Green is that the Guardians are in the process of creating them but we haven't seen not even the glimpse of what they look like so it'll be interesting no we don't know okay, they're looking for something or going to activate somebody called the first lantern well the first lantern basically had a gauntlet and we saw that in war of the green lanterns right he had like that gauntlet backpack thing but is that the guy that's on issue zero no that's coming out okay the guy on issue zero is a new green lantern to earth named bax okay and yeah he wears like a weird ski mask he looks like a villain he looks kind of like uh, Black Hand a little bit. Like yeah, if, a little if bit. Black Hand was a Green Lantern. And Arabic. Yes. Exactly. It's kind of weird. Because, I mean, their costumes just seem similar to me. Well, yeah, Hal is leaving because something is going to happen to Hal before issue zero or during issue zero or something like that. It might be the Green Lantern annual, but he's going to be gone for a while. And the Justice League is going to be freaking out. 
and then the, apparently they attacked this guy in one Wait. of the Green Lantern. Uh, now, now, is he going to be gone for a while, as in not in the comics? Like, missing. Missing. Okay, are are we going to know where he went? I don't know. Okay, because I'm just... what was, So the Green Lantern books aren't going to follow Hal? No, they're going to follow this new guy for a little bit. Oof. That's yeah, a risky move. That's how I feel about it. And plus, after all the work Jeff Johns did to bring Hal back into the forefront... Yeah. Like, well, that's kind of crappy. Well, apparently in, like, the next few Justice League issues, he's going to be missing, and they're going to be looking for him in that, too. Okay. So, I mean, it's not completely I, missing, Yeah. I guess, but it is. So well, whatever. Jeff Johns, we know he loves the Hal Jordan character enough that he's not going to do anything that's going to hinder his character. Especially after we know how opposed he was to the whole Parallax concept. Gwen Hell right. Looney Tunes back in the oh, 90s. Yeah. So I don't think he's going to do anything that's going to hurt that. Um, with him and Sinestro, though, he must really like Sinestro. I think he, he does like to Sinestro. Be a good guy. Yeah. I don't, I'll be honest, I don't really like the idea of Sinestro being an anti hero good guy like Magneto. No, for Magneto, it makes sense because he's not really evil. Yeah. But they're making Sinestro in a way where he's not really evil, and I don't like that, especially after Rebirth and Sinestro Corpse War. Well, and and what he did to Hell. Yeah. Like, and what he did to Hell with Like, Carol. he ruined his entire life. Yeah. And for him to kind of, like, change his tune is is a little interesting. Well, and the thing is, Sinestro might have thought it was right for himself to become the dictator of Kruger, and that's yeah. fine, because that was in the original comic. But don't tell me he thinks it's right for him to be a Green Lantern now, and all that. I I don't know. I think he does not think he's wrong ever. Pretty much. I think that's the it's a it's an ego thing, and so every decision he makes, he thinks is the right one but he did admit and and i saw this with kruger like he did admit he was wrong to bring his sinestro core there well that's what he says when him and hal go and save kruger but and i get that because like sinestro like he's not like he's never out to kill his people no it was just more he just enslaved them. Yeah, he went about well <laughs> that it wasn't Pretty really much. enslave. What was the whole dictatorship thing? Well, I mean it wasn't like he was like lining them up to die. Well, okay, I'll give you that. But... Or like a genocide kind of thing. I mean he was trying to bring order. And I think he got a little too controlling. I think that's the best way to describe it. But it wasn't like he was on his planet executing people left and right or anything like that. This is another reason why I really want a Green Lantern sequel. Yeah. Because it really needs to be explored. Yeah. Because, honestly, we haven't got a modern version of that story. We've just got modern references to it. The story is still an old story itself. Well, honestly, like, if Jeff Johns wants to go this route, 
I mean, it is a new universe. So he could essentially do a retelling of that story. Which I think he should. Well, especially with Secret Origin being. Well, do Sinestro what it was Secret Origin. And change it, yeah. Or and I mean, tell I'd that story that. in that, yeah. It probably needs to be told. And then you could go into the Aaron Sir stuff and Sinestro's daughter, and you could go into all that and just bring it under one roof. Because I, I don't think Sinestro is out to hurt innocent people. No. Like, he wants what's best for his planet. He just went about it the wrong way. But the thing is, he only wants what's best for his planet. He doesn't care as much about the others. And that's a problem. That's the problem. Hence, Sinestro Corpse War. Well, and that's the other thing is what makes Hal so furious with him is, like, he's telling Hal he cares about other things and he should be more focusing on being a Green Lantern and all this stuff. But Sinestro can't get off of protecting his planet. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we have this conflict and this anger between them is over that. But he is right. Like when he says that Hal is meant to be a Green Lantern, that is true. Yes. Like it's a it's a part of him. And the Guardians know that too. It's just they're trying to make him put himself down so he won't come up against them. Right. Well, and hence why they lobotomized Ganthet, yes. and apparently they're going to pl- play on uh, John Stewart's guilt for killing Mogo and War of the Green Lanterns, and they're going to have Ganthet kill Kyle Rayner and build Guy Gardner up and then tear him down. Well, Ganthet believes in Hal Jordan. He also believes in Kyle Rayner, yes, but not anymore is. because he was lobotomized right. by the Guardians. And, and that happened at the end of War of the Green Lanterns, just so everyone knows. No, not exactly at the end. Okay. It happened more in New 52 stuff. I think it happened in New Guardians, actually. Okay. Well, anyhow, Ganthet is lobotomized so he can go along with the Guardian's evil plan. And Hal doesn't know about this because he said to Sinestro that Sinestro thinks the Guardians are lost, that they need to kill them all. And Hal said they're not all bad because, you know, because of Ganthet. And Ganthet's safe. the good one, yeah. But he does not know that Ganthet was lobotomized. Yeah, correct. Which, which is why he made that statement. Okay, what they're trying to do now, and this is kind of interesting, the plan to stop the Guardians, because Hal and Sinestro do know about it now, is they're going to take the Indigo Lantern's rings to um, show them, compat- give them compassion. Basically help them kind of see their evil ways by slipping indigo rings onto their finger. And that was an interesting story with the indigo lanterns. I like how we got more background on them. Finally. Well, it you know, it connected them to the whole story because really Abin Sur is kind of the center of everything. Well, and this shows why they always talk about Abin Sur or mention his name. Right, because basically Abin Sur helped create the indigo rings as a means of basically teaching the villain who killed his daughter a lesson. And it didn't really brainwash or mind control them, but it kind of did what they did with Dr. Light in Identity Crisis. It kind of shifted their personality so that they started caring. Yeah. And 
I, to be honest, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I don't really want to get into a whole political well, debate about it. it was, it, but. it was interesting how they, they kind of stepped around that by having the, um, the one person, the, the leader of the Indigo Lanterns. Indigo One. Indigo One put her ring back on. Yeah. Of her own free will. Yeah. And that, that I think, redeemed it for me. Yeah. Because before I was kind of wishy-washy about it because I was like, eh. Well, and Hale even called them out on it with him not liking how they tried to take control of Sinestro. Yeah. Like, he's, yes, yes, I hate this guy. Yes, something needs to be thought about his personality. But the way you're doing it is not good. Right. It makes you no better than he is. Right. And then they give Sinestro back. Yes. But then, but then I and this is the part I really liked. When Sinestro came back, Hal finally had control over the ring, and Sinestro had couldn't do anything about it. Yes, because the Indigo Lanterns helped him fix the ring, and that I liked. And that settled your discrepancy with it. Yes, it did. I feel like the reason why Jeff Johns did that was to be able to explain a time jump in response to the universe changing with the new 52. Like, I think he wanted to keep going with his story, but he also needed to slow things down to get us to a starting point. Okay. So it was almost like the first issue, issue one of the new Green Lantern, was a season premiere kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, it felt a lot like almost, um, was it Odyssey? Is that the season eight premiere of Smallville? Yes. Where Clark had lost his powers and like he slowly gets them back throughout the progression of that first episode. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it's that starting point where the character had something really crappy happen to them in the season finale and then the season premiere is kind of bringing things back to the point where everything gets resolved. Mm Mm-hmm. To you know, set up the new season. So I feel like that's what happened. Where, well, then, yeah, absolutely. Where this season's about Sinestro and being a Green Lantern again, and maybe his redemption. Well, we'll see about that. Well, and the other thing is, Jeff Johns always like compares Green Lantern to Star Wars, and I feel like there's a Vader thing going on with Sinestro. I could see that. Well, and I guess if that's the point, how Jordan is almost like Luke Skywalker because he trained him. Well, and then in a way, this third army thing seems a lot like the clone troopers. Hmm. If you, I mean, if you think about it, like yeah. what what the uh, Guardians essentially want to do is call Order sixty six. Right. And, exactly. And turn exactly. everybody on the Kree Lanterns. Huh. Jeff Johns, I think you are a criminal genius. He writes better than George Lucas, though. <laughs> well, there is that. He's like, I don't like these movies, but I'm just going to take these stories and make them better. Can throw in superheroes. Why not? <laughs> Again, I think anything gets better with Kellogg thrown into it. Jeff Johns to write Green Lantern, too. Jeff Johns to write a lot of movies, Michael. 
Well, especially Green Lantern 2 after Green yes. Lantern 1. Or Green Lantern sequel boot, whatever they're going to do. But Yeah, that was that was bad. It's just, not uh, as bad as everyone says it is. I think it was more just a letdown. I, it's not a bad movie. It's more of a let, you're right. It's more of a letdown because people didn't get what they wanted. But it's not a bad movie. It's not even a bad superhero yeah. movie. Director's cut is better though. We needed more space. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think that was the big part of it. Yeah, because it, it would make it different than the other superhero movies. And that's what we need. Yes. And, I mean, he can still protect Earth in Sector 2814 from space. And still go on them and do small things every once in a while. But, yeah, space is where it needs to be because that's where the comics are. And Justice League movie would be different, obviously. Well, I think they could fit Carol into it somehow. Yeah, if you did Star Sapphire. Well, that's the problem. It was like they didn't know how to fit Carol and Sinestro into the same story. Hence why it didn't do as well. Right. But Secret Origin did do that pretty well, I thought. Well, Secret Origin takes place in between. It takes place both on Earth and on Oa and then space. They did it really well. If they would have just followed that model, it would have been a lot better. It's really simple, yeah. And not made Krona Parallax and all that. But regardless... Yes, that's yes. That's, uh, on to Black Hand. Well, yes, Black Hand, as some of you might have known from The Blackest Night, again, the end of that comic series or that story arc was very complicated. And I, even before recording this, got talking to Michael, and I had to have him refresh my memory a little bit. Got how that all ended and what happened to Black Hand, because the main thing I remember from the end of that was. Necron, this big evil demon guy getting brought down by Hal and the group that was with him. The the people that represented each color of light. Right. And I forgot what happened to Black Hand after that. And and apparently the Indigo Lanterns took Black Hand away and tried to use their rings to redeem him in a way. Kind of like all the other criminals that are under the Indigo Lantern's control. And it worked until their rigs got turned off. Mm-hmm. And Black, Black Hand, Hand freaked out. Freaked out and ran and... Jumped off a cliff and died. Yes, because the rig was going to try to get back on him when they turned it on, back on, when they turned their lantern back on. And instead of that, he decided to die. And, of course, became a Black Lantern again. Oh the, no, they're the back. soul the soul black lantern. The soul black lantern at this point. And soul can mean two different things. <laughs> yes. Only and soul. And so he uh comes back and he basically wants revenge as a black lantern. So get issue twelve of Green Lantern, he unleashes a crap load of zombies. And Hal and Sinestro have to fight them off. Well, and they defe- they only defeat him by getting Sinestro's yellow pad- power battery from, again, Sinestro's pocket dimension. And with using their green rings, because they need two colors to defeat Blackest Night zombies, 
they blow up the lantern and all the zombies are destroyed. Wouldn't it be great if everyone had a pocket dimension? I, you know, most of the stuff in my room wouldn't be here if I had a pocket dimension. I'd have so much more space for activities. You'd be like, dirty clothes, pocket dimension. <laughs> dirty clothes, pocket dimension. Four boxes of comics, pocket dimension. Mom nagging me, pocket dimension. <laughs> yeah. yeah, either I'd be going there or she would be. <laughs> Annoying younger brother, pocket dimension. Yeah, he would be the one in there. Oh, wait, no, then he might ruin my stuff. That would be a buzzkill. Yeah, that's true. It'd either have to be came in the pocket dimension or your stuff. Ooh. That's that's a hard one, Dan. Yeah, that's a that's a debate. That one's there. tough. Oh, by the way, I saw Dark Knight Rises again the other night. Oh, jeez. I got home at like 12.30, which is technically past curfew, but no one needs to know about that. Oh, wait. Anyway. So the entire not... internet knows about that now. Well, they don't have to tell the police. They, they can be nice and click on certain things on our website if yes. they want to be nice. Yes. But um, it it's still better the second time you see it. Yeah, I've I've seen it multiple times. I've seen it yes, four now. Solid. I need to see it at least one more time. Yeah, because I have to see it as many times as the Avengers. <laughs> I saw that five times. But nice. yeah, I think Avengers is a much light heart, lighter hearted watch than Batman. But you know, I'll be honest. I liked Avengers just as much as I liked Amazing Spider Man. They yeah. were pretty equal to me. Right. Exactly. But we're talking about Green Lantern. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're going off. We are. We are talking about Green Cause Lantern. Because I, I did want to talk about the crazy part with the end of that issue 12. With Book of Black. Yes, with the Book of Black. Where basically they say that Cal Jordan is going to become the greatest black lantern ever. You know, that can what be interpreted when he... That could be interpreted many different ways. It could always mean after Hal Jordan dies that he can be brought back as a Black Lantern after he's lived a full life. Do you think that that's what where he disappears to? That he's that's definitely possible. Dead or something weird like that? Capids? I I don't know. That's definitely possible, but I don't know for sure. Yeah. Yeah, there was also some weird stuff revolving around um, the the Book of Black, which is this book that tells prophecies of the future. And they basically said that after the Blackest Night, something within the Green Lanterns are going to destroy them all. And that essentially is the Guardians creating this new army. Destroy them all! Destroy them all! And they basically want to just take out the Green Lanterns one by one. So kind of think Order 66 with the Jedi. Like I said before. But this Except book, this time it's Order 666. But this Book of Black, like it kept saying something about how it kept telling Black Hand throughout issue 12 that Hal is not the enemy. So I took that as an assumption that this mysterious Green Lantern, because the costumes look similar, this new Green Lantern that was coming, was... Black Hand somehow changed into a Green Lantern, but I guess I was wrong. No way. It's a completely different character. 
Yeah, it's a totally different character. It's like some Arabic guy named Bax. Because Jeff Johns has crazy ideas sometimes. Because I'm like, is he that crazy? Where are we going? He's not that crazy. I, I mean, I never thought we'd get to a point where Sodestro is almost sort of a hero. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird. I know you don't like that. You don't. With Sinestro, I mean, really, I, I can see both sides of the debate. I can see both sides. I just choose one. <laughs> I just, like, well, the problem is it takes away, like, who is Cal's main, like, villain? Then second place would have to be Black Hand. Right, because I mean, it's like you know, Batman versus the Joker, dude. Lex Luthor versus Superman. Da 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 da. da. Wonder Woman versus Cheetah. Wonder Woman versus Cheetah. Who is Cal's now that Sinestro is a good guy? It's kind of complicated. Yeah. Is it Black Hand now? I mean, the Guardians. I, <laughs> the Guardians. The Guardians are Hal Jordan's number one enemy. The other thing is like, you know, we know Sinestro hates the Guardians. So I feel like he's all on board with this because essentially it gives him what he wants. To kill them? Yes. Yeah, but to if Hal Jordan got banished just from killing an evil guardian, imagine what they would do to him if he failed. True. I don't like I don't even want to know. They'd probably like give him to the anti monitor to torture for like ever. Yeah, there's some weird stuff. Ultimately I think how it's gonna end is someone, another group is going to be put in charge of the Guardians. And I would say it's the new Guardians in that comic book. Hence the name. That Yes, that they're going to be in charge. And it's going to involve people with the different colors of light being I, in charge of the universe. I could definitely go with that. The only thing is, I don't know if if Kyle would want that responsibility. That's the only thing that would might throw me off. Now, if they can unlobotomize Ganthet, I could see him doing it, or even Hal maybe. Could, but would John? No, I don't know if John Stewart would do it either. No, not after Mogo. See, I feel like it would be a kind of deal where it's like Kyle with Ganthet's guidance. Guidance would do it. I could, yeah, I could see that. But Kyle on his own, that might be hard. Because I, I, I don't know if he'd like that responsibility. This is the thing. I think that Hal should be the center of the Green Lantern universe. Because I think the story should be about us going on adventures with Hal. And Kyle needs something to do to still exist. Because we like Kyle. Well, we like Kyle. And, and the other thing with Kyle is he did spend a lot of time in the comic books. Well, and he was the sole Green Lantern for the longest right. time. And there's a lot of people, there are people who are fans of the character. So I yeah, feel like we're, it's, we're fans of Wally West, and look how that turned out. I and I have issues with that. So like that's why I'm not I'm not condoning them getting rid of Kyle Rayner completely, because I think it was a complete disservice to the Flash fans what they did with Wally West. And this would be a complete disservice to Green Lantern fans I, too. I think so. Yes, especially because he was on or in the DC animated universe. Exactly. As well. Yeah. Like he got that popular that they wanted him on that show. Well, and that's why I think Wally West should still be around because he was on Justice League Unlimited. Then he got popular because of that. 
I agree. Plus, he was voiced by Michael Rosenbaum, of all people. And I agree with that as well. You know I do. Yes. But we can't do anything to change that at this point. Right. Barry Allen, at the end of Flashpoint, should have chose the right universe instead of the new 52 universe. <laughs> Don't go into that door. No, wrong door. Well, the other well, thing is, as we know with Flashes, they never stay dead. This is true. So maybe someone might just magically vibrate into this universe. You mean like universe hopping? Possibly. Either that or he exists on the Earth too, with well, Jake Eric. Because we well, we do think that that the the post crisis universe is still going on. It still exists somewhere. Yes, next to the new Fifty Two. It has to. It showed it in Flashpoint, and it's talked about it, it in Justice League. In Justice League, I know that's where I'm saying Justice League. It seems like it's still out there. I don't know. I hope so. I need Martian Manhunter to become a good guy again. DC writers, and, if you're listening, if we're even have, if we are even somewhat on the right path, please just give us a hint. Please, like, leave a comment. Or something yes. on our website saying. Just give us the possibility. Right. Or just email me at, at. No, I'm kidding. Or email us at acrossheroes at gmail.com and tell us. But. You know, you have. I mean, they're doing parallel universes within the Smallville universe. We can do parallel universes within the regular continuity, right? Well, and again, like we've talked about. Smallville Superman is so much better than the new 52. <laughs> well, and that's the other thing. Like, just why don't we just fix the Superman universe? <laughs> just just tw- tweak that. Go back to post crisis. Please. Do so. Well, that's the other thing. Well, it's like. And keep the Batman and Green Lantern stories the way they are. Well, this is my argument here is the Green Lantern story, basically, you don't even. If, they, if the numbering didn't change. You wouldn't even know that this is a new series. And you could say the same for Batman. To an extent. Sort of. Yeah, sort of. Because of the whole Batman dying thing. But, I mean... I'm overall, glad they got rid of that, but... You but know overall, I mean. Batman hasn't changed. Right. I mean, you can pick up Batman and know what's going on. Um, Green Lantern's story is pretty continuous. I don't get why they didn't do that with Superman. Well, Superman was so good because of the new Krypton stuff that had just happened. Well, I just thought it was fine. I didn't think there needed to be a new origin or any of that right now. It it and didn't the new make origin sense. Two years after Secret Origin, please. And and I feel like Man of Steel is going to be similar to Secret Origin. I feel it's going to be similar to Secret Origin, Birthright, and The Man of Steel. I don't think it's going to have anything to do with the New 52 one. I know. But the other three, I think it's going to combine. I think the only thing that's going to be brought over from the New 52 is the costume. But the costume's not even the same because it's not armor. True. It's a lot like the Smallville one where it's not armor, but it's Right, but it's similar to – all three costumes are similar in my opinion, but that's just me. But again, that's a debate. I think we'll save that next week. Yeah, for our Superman. Are we doing Superman next week? We, Yeah, we should do Superman in action, both. Okay. We'll save Supergirl for a different episode because we like Supergirl. <laughs> it's a good comic. 
It is a good comic. It is. It is. It's 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 interesting. It's an interesting take. But but we, Green Lantern is awesome. Green Lantern is great. Jeff it's Johns still holding strong is great. And honestly, like if you want to really read this comic and really get into this comic, start with Volume Four, Issue One. Or, or, or start with Secret Origin and then Volume 4, Issue 1. Well, you have to read Rebirth. And then... No, yeah, you have to read Rebirth. Sorry. But start start with Green Lantern, Rebirth, read Secret Origin, then read Volume 4. And then now and then Volume start 5. start the new 52. Because yeah. it's all one big story. It's great stuff. Black as Night, it's a little confusing, but it's a really cool story. Especially if you like zombies. It's Which a lot of versus... people do. Because superheroes versus zombies. Is pretty awesome. So Nestor Corpse War is basically a war between two giant factions of people with power rings. And it's huge and it's epic. And if you like wars and big fights and superhero blah, you know, big time stuff. Superhero rah. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's good. It's and the good. War of the Green Lanterns is really good because it's basically mind-controlled Green Lanterns versus... Earth's last defense. So yeah, it's big, it's epic. If you like the Avengers, can the movie and the grand scale of that film, the Green Lantern comics will totally fill you up with that. And I know. And if is... you're on the fence because of the movie, don't be because they're nothing alike. No, this is great material. Um, and if you like the animated series, you definitely enjoy the comic book. Uh, yeah, definitely, you definitely would. And it might give you a taste of what's to come for the animated series and get you guys pretty excited. So. That'll be good. But with that, I think the thing people are most anticipating is our thoughts on this epic, epic comic of Smallville that, again, has been long, long awaited by everyone. So let's take it away with talking about issue 13 or the 13th digital issue of Smallville. Um, Detective Chapter 1. While Clark and Lois struggle to deal with their new status quo, trouble brews on the streets of a crime-ridden city called Gotham. Enter the Dark Knight. Episode 2 begins here. Dun, 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 dun. This Batman is written a lot like Christian Bale. Yes, it is. Very, very much so. And and we got a new artist. Pierre Perez is gone for this episode. And now we have Chris Cross doing the art, which I've always liked his art. Well, but... maybe, maybe they did that to get the darker feet to capture the darker feel of Gotham City than Batman. I don't know. But I do like at the bottom it says Superman, again, created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. And then it says Batman, created by Bob Kane. <laughs> Love it. Isn't that exciting? Batman in Smallville. Oh, it's it's almost as big as the season four finale. It's only took eleven years. Smallville, Batman Begins. Okay, that is probably. Let's talk about this real quick. Yeah. the The Smallville season four finale commencement was an eighty minute episode, so it was longer than usual. It was season four, which was graduation year. It was the second meteor shower, and it was also the summer Batman Begins was coming out. And they showed an extended preview during the episode. Yeah, an eight-minute preview of Batman Begins during commencement. And the tagline was, Smallville, Batman Begins. 
and they did this whole trailer, and the trailer is awesome. It's basically footage of Smallville, the finale crossed with Batman Begins, and it's real. And it's, it's not. Wicked. It's not fan made. It's yeah. real. Yeah, it, it's pretty sweet. It's probably one of the best trailers for a finale. They and it it's kind of it kind of bothers me a little bit that they didn't do that for Superman Returns. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, isn't that weird? They're different entities. Oh well, I mean, I understand, but if Superman Returns was Superman, why wouldn't you advertise that on a uh, Superman show? I don't know. Does that make much sense to you? <laughs> yeah, it would. It would. But hey, Batman and Superman—it gets people excited, like it did with the Smallville issue, and the cover opened up pretty sweet. Um, yeah, with Batman and Nightwing on the cover. Yes, pretty awesome. Bruce Wayne, Barbara Gordon. Yeah, uh, Nightwing is Barbara Gordon. Just—I think most people know that, but it's kind of still weird to me. Um, it's just weird seeing a character dress up like her love interest. But hey, that's just me. Hey, that's cross-dressing. <laughs> what is going on here? Again, I still feel this should have been Stephanie Brown. I still feel it should She's have been Dick Grayson. Well, it probably should have been Dick Grayson, yes. That would have made a lot more sense. Um, I, I think Brian wanted to bring his character that he created Stephanie Brown into the universe, which I understand that. Because if you worked with the character for a while, if you feel comfortable with it, you want to use that. Do you think you can get the best story? But DC kind of changed things on him. And so now we have a tomboyish Barbara Gordon, which is kind of odd. And my thoughts briefly on that, I was excited for Stephanie to come because I'm a huge fan of Brian's Batgirl run. Yeah. And I have the last two volumes. The first one is out of print. I got to find how to get that somehow. Batgirl yeah. Rising. If someone wants to send that to me, go ahead. But, <laughs> but, um, Intentant. Right, intent, nudge, nudge. But um, I w yeah, I was very excited uh, when they changed it to Barbara Gordon. To be honest, I wasn't disappointed. I I almost felt a sigh of a re relief because so many people were bashing the comic again already because it was Stephanie, yeah, and not someone that's as imp more important to the Batman mythos, right? And people were saying, "Well, this is weird. This is dumb." And at the same time, I was like, no, it's not. I like it. At the same time, I was saying, well, maybe it's kind of too odd. So when they said it was Barbara Gordon instead, I kind of got excited because I grew up watching the Batman yeah. along with Batman the Animated Series. And in the Batman, Barbara Gordon is Batgirl before Dick Grayson is Robin. So to me, it makes sense. And I, I welcome it and like it. But yeah, that's just my opinion on I, that. I was just surprised that they went so far off the reservation to make Barbara Nightwing, though? That, yeah, that I'm not sure I like as much, but hey, Batman and Batgirl being in the Smallville universe, I mean, the same name, basically, it wouldn't work for the Smallville universe. That's when they, all I'm saying. Yeah, but like every Smallville character that's been introduced has, the superhero character that's been introduced to the Smallville universe has remained as the same identity that they were. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. Except for, except for maybe uh, Bart Allen. Well, he's an allegam of both Barry Allen and Bart Allen. Yeah. So being Impulse or being called the Flash because he's been called both on the show. It, yeah. 
either one would work for him because he's a combination of the two characters. But but that's still kind of maintained within the same persona. Batgirl <laughs> and Nightwing are two different characters. Barbara Gordon and Nightwing are two different characters to me. So to have that kind of combined was weird. Well, I mean, we just got to remember, and this is what we've been telling people from yeah. year, for years, defending Smallville. Smallville is an Elseworlds story. Yeah. Things are going to be very different. Yeah. Things are going to be similar, but things are also going to be very different. And, and we not, just got to get used to that. And I don't want to say it's wrong or I don't like Brian's idea. I'm just curious why he went that route. Get asked me curious. And hopefully we'll get to talk to him about that. Yeah, I, definitely. And it's, and it's not... I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it's ruined Smallville for me or anything like that. I just, it's a, it's a interesting choice. I understand. And it. I'm curious. Yeah. Um, that's, that's just really what it is. And so, um, we're going to start things out kind of talking where Clark is and we'll get back to, um, the, the, the Batman comic. introduced the Batman introduction in a minute. Basically we've got, we're at the Fortress of Solitude. Okay, we've got a scene very similar to uh, Superman 2. Two. Where Lois the original wakes, version. Yes, where Lois wakes up in the bed in the fortress and Clark's on the computer. And they're trying to figure out a way to solve this little issue that Lex caused. Where In last episode. Where he, yes, where he could track everywhere Clark goes. And so they talk about how they were able to pull off meeting at the fortress thanks to Golly's satellite and messing up the signal of Lex's satellite and all this stuff. And it showed that Clark has kind of gained a lot of intelligence when it comes to computers thanks to his training with Jarrell. Well, yeah, and they also mention, and I like this, well, have we got there yet? I don't know. Yeah, it's the next page. Okay. Next page. I, I I liked how they mentioned Jor-El's status, and Clark says once I graduated, yeah, the computer Jor-El's in the yeah in the computer Jor-El's eyes, we made peace, and the all-seeing program ended. And I like that because the whole thing with Jor-El is prepping him. Yeah, and it makes sense to me. At the same time, I'm gonna kind of miss Jor-El in his presence, but I understand why they did it. I. I and think, it was in respect to the show, too, so I understand yeah. why Brock did that. Hence why Jonathan's ghost isn't back either. But I think if he needs information or it, the uh, program's help, he probably can still reactivate it. Well, right. It's a program. He could reactivate it's it. Just, he, it's just not going to, like, uh, fry a scar into his chest and say, Clark, you must stay in Smallville. Well, I, I mean... Well, I mean, remember in Jeff Johns' action comics run with Richard Donner, in Superman Last Son, Jor-El was still there, and Superman would talk to Jor-El in the fortress. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Clark's working in the fortress. He's trying to find a way to fix the isotope that Lex put in his system. I find this interesting that he's trying to work to do something about it. You know... That he's kind of taken matters into his own hands. Well, it is his problem. Well, and and also it kind of shows that he's reached the point of Superman now. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Clark, in past seasons of Smallville, would go to his dad or somebody and be like, I need help. I need you to fix this. I need you to do this. 
and he's like, there's much more important things going on. I'm going to solve my problem. Let Chloe and everybody else take care of this Earth 2 mess. Yeah. Which is more important because an entire universe got destroyed. If something can do that, oh crap, it's coming to our universe. We've got to do something. Brian Cumuler is online. Yes, that's very <laughs> ironic that he just got online. Yes, Brian Cumuler is our friend on Skype. That's how we know that information. We are not stalking him. He, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't let us stalk him. No, he's smarter than that. He's smarter than a fifth grader. Well, and, and I, I think he would have... He'd send his superhero friends after us. Probably. From yes. Earth, too. Oh, wait. Ha, ha, ha. Gosh. <laughs> and then Lois is That's trying good. to get Clark into bed. Yeah. Which is... Which is kind of... I don't know why yeah. why you would try to argue with Lois. That's all I'm going to say. Exactly. And, and he's just stiff. He's just staying there. Well, she's he's like, going to move. That's pretty she's funny. She's like, how have you gotten so heavy? That he explains, Dan. Well, uh, I, I wanted to real quick mention this line where he's arguing with Lois. Where he's like, I'm trying to be proactive about the things that Lex is going to do, you know to me and messing with me and he's like I just think that's a better alternative than to uh, punching the hair back on the Lex's head yes that is funny because, and, he, because Lex has no hair <laughs> <laughs> why well, just like how he has a bit humor a bit more humor about the situation it used to be like when Lex was brought up he'd get all like ticked off you know mm -hmm. and start flipping off flipping out and he's like yeah, we just joke about this. It's mm -hmm. life. We could deal with it, you know? He's he's so much more positive now. And Superman is supposed to be that way. He's supposed to be a positive person. He's come a long way from bouncing that ball off the barn wall. Mm-hmm. Hey, absolutely. So but then, yeah, do you want to explain the... Heavy thing? That, Why don't you explain uh, that? Because you brought it up first. Oh, okay. I'll explain the density thing. Okay, yeah. so basically Clark says that he gets so happy because, according to Emil, it's the same way he flies and some kind of variable density control he has. Yes. So, And that was very heavy in the late 90s, early 2000s comics. Yes, very early. That was with a early post-crisis thing. With and Joe thing. Casey. Yes, they, they, had, they dealt with it too. As well as Burr. Uh, John Byrne with Man of Steel and stuff, yeah. It's also very apparent where in the 90s, Superman had that, like, invulnerability aurora. Yes. You know? That thing, it's a lot like that. And Smallville has taken a lot from Silver Age and John Byrne's stuff, but it's also very significant things from the late 90s, early 2000s Superman comic yeah. comics. So. And this is one of them. Smallville has taken what they need from past comics to tell the story that they need to tell. Yeah. And that's fine. I mean, they go back and do their homework, and they tweak that so it fits within the context of a Superman story. Right. So with that, we cut to Gotham City. Which is a lot darker than Metropolis. Or yes. And I was very glad that they got that down and did that real quick. Because, you know, Metropolis is bright and sun, sun shiny, and it's got that warm color to it that we know from 
watching episodes of Smallville, especially in season 10 especially and in the early season. days. Yeah. This goth looks a lot like Metropolis in season nine. Yes. And I love how they set up the jump to Gotham City and our introduction with Batman saying how obsession can be a very dangerous thing. How clear was that? Yes. <laughs> and so we go to Gotham City. It's a much darker place. Um, it's a little more more fancier than future and futuristic than compared to like what we've seen in the Nolan movies. Well, and even in Batman the Animated Series, it's a lot more like a Batman Beyond type thing. And I find it interesting that there's a clock tower in the um, shot. Could that come into play later, Dan? I don't know. Chloe Sullivan and the Birds of Prey? <clears throat> that would be interesting. Thought process. Or was that a reference back to a certain show? Birds of Prey. It it kind of does look like the, the Prey clock tower a little bit. I, I don't know. I don't know if Bryant was involved in that show or new people involved, but that's kind of an interesting thing. That was a good show. People thought for the longest time that it was connected to Smallville, but once was, Black Canary was introduced on Smallville... It, it, was it wasn't a, intended to be. I think it was intended to be, and it just... Well, because the, the guy all work. Dear freaks. Yes, they do. And I love this how they come... So. Yeah, and I think it also stemmed from... Maybe... I was going to say it also stemmed from the pilot that Brian, um, I mean, that Alan Miles pitched for a Bruce Wayne series. Yeah. So then, but Dan, but Dan could Birds of Prey have existed on the Earth 2 Smallville? Or Smallville's Earth 2? Maybe. I don't know. I Let's like go with that. I'm going to go with that. Okay. That's where I'm from. Or maybe it's another Earth. Maybe it's an Earth 3 or something. No, that's Ultraman. Oh, wait, no, that's Earth 2. Yeah. Never. Ah, dang it. Smallville, regular continuity. Oh, my God, it's confusing. So anyway, these they've got these thugs. Back to the comic. We've got these thugs, and they work for Intergate, and uh, Barbara Gordon shows up and beats them up, and she does a lot of talking. Well, she's Nightwing. I mean, she's the female sidekick. Of course she's going to talk. Yeah, a lot of talking like Dick would talk so that was interesting mm -hmm. and she well, doesn't I, see, no go ahead and she doesn't seem as bright as the Barbara Gordon we know from the comic books smart wise yeah well I mean the one from well when she was Batgirl it was different when she was Batgirl she wasn't really that bright either it wasn't when well, she became, I, I, are you, you saying Batgirl as in pre-New 52 that she wasn't too bright. Okay. Because the post-52 back girl, and I, and I don't think you've read all that much of the comic, have you? Not much. Okay, she's she's a little bit more calculating and stuff. But I can see where they try to do that different because she kind of deals with things like Chloe would. So I can see within this universe they don't want to have Lightwing be exactly like Chloe. Which makes sense. Right. Hmm. So, okay. And she's, these I think people she's, got weapons from Inner Gang, by the way. Right. And also, I think she's kind of reckless like uh, Stephanie Brown is. Oh, yeah. 
So that that's another thing. I mean, you could they say it's Barbara Gordon, but you could tell, you know, Brian was writing for Stephanie Brown. So, well, remember Brian wrote for both Stephanie and Barbara, right? So I think more Barbara-ish stuff will come into play. But again, the story is definitely not about Barbara. Well, we don't know how much had to be tweaked and changed and maneuvered around, and there's a time schedule, so. You know, they kind of probably had to make do with what they had a little bit. Yeah. So. But again, this is a Batman story. So Barbara or Nightwing's got these really cool night sticks that are, can get electrified and beat the crap out of people. An update version of Dick Grayson's from the comics. Which is pretty awesome. Um, I don't know if they could have done that on TV, but it's cool. Hey, if they did the glowing stick for Stargirl. Right, exactly. That's true. And so um, Lightwing ends up saying they have a runner. Some guy's getting away. And she, of course, gets on her radio and says, I, I need help. You know, I'll... and Batman, I guess it's Batman that calls her and says, call handle the goons, you got the truck, kind of thing. And mm-hmm. um, I thought this was good. I thought this was a great way to fit in the Smallville universe because so much of what the heroes do at Smallville are based on phone communication and talking on the phone and using cell phones and things like that. So that communication going on with Batman totally fits into everything really well. Oh yeah. Fits the universe. So I was, I was glad to see that. Like Brian really did take a lot of care to make sure, okay, this makes sense with the way we do things on Smallville. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, and I like that when Barbara takes care of the truck I like that it's like a bright light. Yeah. Unlike Batman, which would be like completely pitch black. Right. There's a difference. She's the balance to his darkness. Right. Which is another point. I mean, that's a big thing with Batman and his sidekicks that needed to be established. Especially if this is the first appearance of him in this universe. You know, you need to make sure that when he's brought in that you've established everything you know exists about Batman, I guess. Because if you miss something, people are, will start like accusing you of not understanding the character or not doing it right or whatever. As we noticed, when Brian decided to use Stephanie instead of Barbara, instead of somebody else, which is why we have Barbara Gordon at Wig now. And right. with that, Batman comes in. Batman comes in um, in the classic fashion that he always comes in within the shadows. Dun, 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 dun. Behind people's back and dun, scary. Dun, 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 yeah, so Batman kind of swings in dun, dun, dun. and takes out takes out this guy with the music like we would expect. And he goes, I agree. Right, and then... Or Keith, Kevin Conroy voice. But... Well, the best part of it all is the bad guy freaks out and goes, somebody save! And then Batman steps on his sunglasses and smashes them. No, that's um, Nightwing. Oh, is it Nightwing? Nightwing. That went fat? Yeah, that's her leg. Okay, well, she smashes the glasses, and I thought that was awesome. Nice reference to the theme song. And well we got died. that. Didn't we get that in the first part of Guardian too? Yes. Uh, we're gonna get that the first part of every arc. I I think that's kind of awesome. I think that was a shout out because we asked him about that. Yeah, um, that needs to just happen. And I'm just glad he keeps doing that. Yes. And so, and then... Uh, and then ten, 10 stories up. Batman comes. 
and kind of gets mad at Nightwing how she did things. And he argues with her. He says, stop showboating and do the job. And uh, Batman's uh, dialogue is written in this, like, black... Um, it's like a black text bubble with white lettering. And to me and Michael, mm-hmm. with them writing it that way, we're hearing Christian Bale's voice. When uh, we want to be hearing Kevin Conroy. But I, I, I feel like that the, the way the bubbles are done is making us feel that, you know, deep voice effect. You know, he's going to rattle yep. the cages. Swear to me. And then she references two police officers that are really well known from the Batman universe, Alan and Montoya. So we're wondering if, if we're going to see, because they eventually become superheroes. So we're curious if we're going to see the Smallville version of the Spectre and the question in the future. But remember, we kind of already saw the Spectre in the JSA. True. So I don't know how they. But that was a different Spectre with the JSA. They'll just say it's a different Spectre. They passed it on to Christmas Allen. Because different people have been the Spectre. That's simple enough. We might not go there anyway. Hal Jordan's been the Spectre. Right. That's too complicated maybe to explain. So maybe he's not going to go there. Brian's not going to go there. But interesting thought. And then we have Batman. He's kind of scolding Nightwing for how she did things. That's weird saying she. I know. We just got to get used to it. And and I think this was giving us a little bit of hints of where Clark and Batman may have a conflict with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, just based on the way that he he's very hard on Nightwing. And that seems to... Uh, Dan? Yeah, sorry, I got, I got a message. It distracted me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Stupid. Leave me alone, people. I'm recording. Anyhow. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I just feel like what we're going to have is we're going to have a, a clash between Clark and Batman because the way he's hard on Nightwing kind of is similar to the way the Jor-El program was on him. Mm-hmm. So I could see him not liking that or it making him uneasy. Which is why you think they referenced the Jor-El program. Right, I do. I think a lot of times with TV shows, they bring something up from the past um, to remind us because they're going to come into play within the um, plot line of this story. The other thing is I think what happened to Clark's dad and the heart attack and some of that stuff is going to come back into play in this issue. With Batman? With Batman. I think Clark is going to use that to try to get through to him because Batman, as we figure out, is a little obsessed with revenge. He hasn't had that moment that happened to the Bruce Wayne in the Nolan Batman films where the guy who essentially killed his parents was someone he could never capture because he interrogates this guy and about, you know, inner gang and some stuff. And he says, there's this guy involved. And he says, what's his name? And he's like, some old guy, some lifetimer that's been within crime. His name is Joe. And he says, Joe Chill. Joe who? Yes. And we flash back on that famous image of uh, Martha Wayne's pearls hitting the alley 
um, hitting the ground in the alley when she was shot. Full of blood. And so Batman is now on this one-man mission to find Joe Chill, and he's going to Metropolis. And, of course, that's going to put him face-to-face with our pal Clark, otherwise known as Superman. Get back to the cave so now we have to travel package. Another week for the big encounter between the Superman that we've loved for the past 10 years, the Superman that Michael and I essentially have grown up with, meeting Batman. And it's cool. And this is a big deal for me because Batman was my gateway superhero. And him meeting the character that kind of fueled my life after it's introduced with Batman, it's just going to be really neat. I can't wait for it. I'm excited. And uh, folks, we're going to have a great review next week. I'm just, I can't wait for this meeting. It's going to be great. And Brian, thank you for giving this to us. But awesome stuff. Can't thank you enough. So we're going to Metropolis. Yes, we are going to Metropolis. Batman and Nightwing are. And we will be too. So get ready to look for that next week. Gum, was there anything else you want to throw on, Michael? Are you ready to move to the closing? Um, great chapter one. Great teaser right before Somebody Save Me. Because yes. you know the theme song would go on right after all that. Yes. And I, I'm just, yeah, I'm like you. I'm psyched. I just can't wait. We've waited for this for 10 years. Yes. And it's finally happening. So, Brian, congrats. Great chapter. Loved it. And and can't wait for Detective Part 2 next week. And please, and can this be live action? It would be so awesome. It really would be. It's the only <laughs> I, thing. Yeah, I know, right? Well, what Brian could almost do is do a double episode where it's 24 chapters and just call it World's Finest, like Absolute Justice. Okay. That would, that would be, be awesome. Sweet. Yeah. And then it would be, of course, a big graphic novel eventually, and we'd all get it. But That would be cool. That would be amazing. So, Brian, if you're listening, that's a big if. Yeah. But with Come. that, I think we're kind of running low on time, Michael. Definitely okay. love to talk more, but... uh. Let's move on to the closing. Um, you want to tell everybody what we've got going on next week with our shows? Yeah, next week on our show. If I don't lose my microphone. I sounded like... like you fell out of your chair. <laughs> no, my microphone fell out of my ear. Oh. No, next week on our DC Nation podcast, we will be covering the current action comics and Superman comics runs written by Grant Morrison. Grr. Dan Jurgens, who I like normally. I do like Dan Jurgens. Um, I forget the other guy. George Perez, I think. Yes. Yeah, he wrote Superman for a while. And eventually will be written by Scott Lobdell, who is going to be very good. Much and I can't writer. wait for that. But um, yes, we'll be covering the current issues of action in Superman. Yes, and, and expect expect some ranting and criticism. Uh, yeah, expect some Grant Morrison hate. We're just putting more, that more, more like dislike. I, I don't want everyone to think that we're going to have this like angry like hate. Well, that's raise true. your tortured pitchfork. Because, well, episode. we do we do love All Star Superman. Yes, yes, and he did write that. But expect some action comics dislike. Yes, but and, th- and then after that we'll do. Detective Part Two, written by the lovely Brian Q. Miller. Because we do need to talk about some, we need to do have some positive Superman talk as well. 
Yes. Yes. So it will be a full-on Superman episode of the DC Nation podcast. So, with a little bit of Batman in there. What you don't want to miss, Smallville fans. Yes, Smallville fans will not want to miss this one. So, And speaking of Smallville fans, um, I know they have a new TV show to be excited about coming this fall, Arrow on the CW. Michael, what are we doing in response to the release of this awesome show come this fall? Well, I know you and Nico will probably be covering it on the normal ATA podcast in 15-minute increments, correct? I, I think so. We might just give it to you guys. Okay, because Wu and I, hosts of Retro Reviews, which is now moved to being on only twice a month at the most, will we'll be covering Arrow every week once it starts on our new podcast called Longbow Hunters, the Arrow podcast. And we're going to start episode zero up. We're recording it tomorrow night, so that will be out in the next week. And that we're in that one, we're basically just giving background on Green Arrow and all that for the non-comic fans who are going to be watching the show. So, yeah, Lou and I are going to be doing that. Dan and Nico are going to join us whenever they feel like it. They just got to let us know. Yeah, because uh, we will be recording Saturday nights probably. You you probably will get a lot of me. I think. Okay. Saturday nights are kind of rough for me, but I'm hoping you'll get a lot of me. Um, and besides that, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing you guys and how that goes. That's pretty cool. And, and definitely tell Nico he's welcome whenever just to let us know. Yeah, I did. I let him know, and he's for sure up for that as well. Uh, the other thing I want to share with you guys, the original ATA, regular ATA, is going to be coming back. I know we did our Comic-Con episodes, and that's that we are going to come back with an episode 86 that's actually going to cover Warehouse 13. Got alphas, so uh, that's going to fulfill Jason A's request, and along with the request of a lot of you. Again, I know we haven't talked about Warehouse 13 before, but it's a great show, and it deserves us to spend some time on it. So, Nico and, we'll, and, I, and we'll eventually do a Falling Skies episode, right? Yes, that's I think the plan for episode 87, and I'll be on that one. So, yes, so that's stuff to look forward to. And then the Falling Skies episode is just going to cover the entire series because. The finale is this Sunday, so it's well, going to just second season. Yeah, the second season. So it's going to uh, talk about uh, the entire second season and what went on with that. And if you're not watching Falling Skies, get on it. It's great stuff. Great actors, great television, really exciting. Again, if you're not so much into the sci-fi thing and you're kind of queasy about creepy crawlies, might not be something to watch. But it's just a really great story, and it's just. It makes you feel proud to be an American watching the show. We'll and, just go with that. Oh, yeah, definitely. And if you want to share with us your thoughts about Alphas, Falling Skies, any of the shows that are coming back in the fall, or whatever, you can feel free to visit our website at www.acrosstheairwaves.com. And there you can contact us through email at acrosstheairwaves at gmail.com. Again, that's acrosstheairwaves at gmail.com. You can also hit us up and like our website on Facebook where you can find all sorts of movie and TV news that Nico finds out for us every week and does a great job with that. You can also for the same information and to stay updated on our podcast releases, you can follow us on Twitter or join our circle on Google+. And you can also communicate with us through those places as well. 
Also, if you'd like, if you have any crackpot theories on anything from comic books, TV shows, or movies that we discuss here on ATA, feel free to leave us a voicemail. Okay, what number can they call to do that, Michael? one seven seven three. 809-3363. That is 1773-809-3363. Also, you can check out our YouTube channel, uh, which f- provides all sorts of previews and promos for upcoming movie releases. Which we haven't been using much. Which we haven't been using much. <laughs> but we do have trailers for all the summer movies. Got a trailer for Superman, uh, Man of Steel, and some other stuff that's coming out. So we've got that. And uh, we have promos for upcoming across the airways events michael just made a really cool dc nation video which i advise all of you to check out it's really well done i did and yeah so to stay updated with everything that's going on there we also have all the panels that were of interest to us that came out of comic-con 2012 so be sure to check out all that stuff also if you don't want to go back to this podcast you can listen to all the ways you can contact us you can download our Android app, which will allow you to access all of our podcast episodes right through your cellular phone. You can also, you can keep in contact with us through your phone as well. So once again, for Michael's Retro Reviews co-host, Lou Kim, and my original Across the Airwaves co-host, Nico Reifstech, I'm Dan Schmidt. And I'm Michael J. Petty. And until the next fantastic and enjoyable DC Nation, we will catch you on the airwaves. See everybody. Have a great week. Enjoy reading comics. Definitely check out Green Lantern. It's great fun. And Brian, job well done on the intro track. See everybody. I have no idea what I'm saying. Now return to our regularly scheduled program.